welcome to part two of Trust, Trauma, Manifestation, and Leaving Your Hometown. I'm your co-host, Kelsey, here with your other co-host, Shane. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already heard part one, take a minute, pause this episode here, go listen to that one, and then come back and join us. So I'll give you guys a minute if you have to go and do that. Like we chatted about in part one of this episode, building self-trust is really imperative when it comes to taking any sort of big step in your life, like moving away from your hometown, starting a new job, going to college, whatever it is. Um, So Shane, tell us a little bit about your backstory about moving away from your hometown and getting to college. Um, What were you dealing with at the time you were leaving for college? All right. (laughs) So without, yeah, taking a whole week to explain my childhood. Basically, when I was graduating high school, I would say I was at rock bottom. Like, whatever rock bottom could look like for a 17-year-old, I was hitting it. Mentally, I was all over the place. Like, I just remember I struggled a lot with feeling so little and like such a lack of control over my emotions, like my bodily experience. So like at the time, like I didn't understand or know anything about anxiety or panic attacks or like that those things could manifest into physical symptoms and things like that. So all of those things that I or I was experiencing, I had a lot of like home troubles. My parents were going through a pretty rocky divorce. And I was also dealing with kind of transitioning out of being a super competitive athlete. So going into college, I was like very lost as a person, as really as lost as you could be. I just, and felt very detached from and ungrounded from myself. So when I was leaving for college, I was super excited. Honestly, I didn't think anything could go wrong. I was like (laughs) ready to get out of there and to go get far away from my family, from my high school, from my elementary school. Like I was bullied in high school. I just like there were always issues and I can never figure out why because Mm -hmm. I always uh, seemed to just be like trying to survive and then like people would just have a problem with that so (laughs) no but um yeah so when I got to college I was ready to go like you talked about in your episode really excited for that uh opportunity to decide like who is Shane now and I remember like actively thinking this and actively wanting to choose uh happiness and lightness like something that was always naturally there within me when I was really little that I Mm -hmm. felt I had lost in these last few years, like in high school. And uh, Elon, I was really excited to go to Elon University. It was in North Carolina as well as Kelsey's College. And I, it wasn't really planned. I visited the school on a whim with my mom when we were visiting other schools around it. And I just absolutely loved it. I loved all the green space. I loved there were lakes And just kind of this quiet, quaint little town where I felt like, yeah, it would be a safe space for me (laughs) to just restart. I liked that they had smaller class sizes so that I could not feel, like, lost. Like, I think I, without really being able to put words to that, didn't want to feel 
lost in a giant big school when I was Mm -hmm. already kind of feeling so lost as a person. So I think that small school size definitely felt safe to me as well. But yeah, upon getting to college, like definitely went in with like the most positive mindset and definitely had the best like four years of my life there, but not without a lot of realizing that I was not okay and needed to put in a lot of effort. But um, yeah, I definitely arrived to college like totally in like a chronic over system overload. Like I was constantly in fight or flight mode, had like no understanding of how to cope with emotions or to even name the emotions I was feeling or experiencing. Um, So yeah, that's kind of a peek into like the chaotic life experience that I was living. Like I constantly felt crazy, honestly. Like I felt like I was very all over the place with my moods for sure. Yeah, I can, I can so relate to that. And thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I know, like we talked about in the last episode, a lot of it is a culmination of so many different things. And I can definitely relate to feeling lost and just wanting to kind of get my spark back in life. And Mm -hmm. you had touched upon, you know, feeling all these emotions and not really understanding even what these emotions were. So what was that process like for you? Because as a college student, that alone is a huge transition. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely relate to dealing with a lot of things internally while also trying to just learn this new life, learning Mm -hmm. what college life is like and settling into that. So tell me a little bit more about that process. What was it like for you dealing with all these internal struggles and emotional things while also trying to just learn to be a regular college student? Yeah, definitely. I... I think for one, I definitely, and I'm sure everyone experiences kind of the, you know, you meet friends, then, you know, those aren't really going to be it. And then you keep kind of doing that until you find your people. And I definitely got really, really lucky. And I found some of the people, like some of my people, I met them on day one. And some of them I didn't quite meet on day one, but pretty much the people I met on my first night of college, one way or another, ended up being my solid core friend group, which, Yeah, I feel really grateful for that because I think while I was going through all these internal battles, like without that, I it wouldn't it probably (laughs) it would be really (laughs) scary. I wouldn't have been the same outcome, absolutely. Uh, But I would say I remember I had to bring up anxiety medication to my mom. Like I was like, I think I need to. do something about this. Like I was not feeling good. I was starting to have my like issues with my gut health and I was just crying a lot. And there were some other like obvious traumas that happened my, um, in high school. My, I had one of my really close friends pass away from cancer. And so, you know, there were like just a lot of things that I don't think I ever held space for myself to truly process and to like mm-hmm. just let out a good cry. And so I think I got to college and I was drinking and partying and I would have like these horrible nights where I would just get so emotional and have all of this like pain like spilling out of me. And mm-hmm. I, so I remember introducing the idea of like going on anxiety medication to my mom, trying that out. And 
which was kind of cool because she was like a little hesitant, but eventually that kind of opened up the idea for her to go to therapy and to try medication too. Like, and she was going through this crazy divorce. So she and I bonded a lot through this mental health journey because she kind of took her own journey alongside of me. And so that helped for a bit. Um, ultimately with all of my gut health issues and like once I got into yoga and when I started to learn more about holistic healing, I got to a point with like my gut health that I just did not want to be taking any pills. I didn't want to be <laughs> anything into my gut. So I did get to a point where I am now to this day, like I don't take any anxiety medication anymore. It's not to say that I don't have anxiety anymore. I 100% do. Um, I use more, I guess, behavioral therapy to try and work on that nowadays. But at the time, I explored with that. And it definitely did help like uh, regulate my emotions because I was still feeling all over the place. And it was tricky. Freshman mm-hmm. year, my grades were horrible. Like, truly, I was like still in this rock bottom place. I was like not, I was struggling to go to class. And eventually, I, I had had enough. Like, I, this was not how I had spent you know, my young life, I liked school, I enjoyed doing well at school, I liked sports, I, you know, so I knew like, I was really, really far from myself. And I didn't want it to keep going that direction. And that I had to turn things around. And so that's kind of when I started to find yoga and these different types of holistic practices to really start to heal and begin to find myself again and when I once I started I didn't really turn back but that first like that first half of freshman year it was really really rough and I think like I said luckily I had good friends that you know and we're still young so like I had all this like these demons and all this stuff going on inside me but it was still college and it was still Mm -hmm. freshman year and it was so many new experiences for the first time so I think I just still was like riding this super happy like nope I decided I'm gonna be like happy Shane that shows up this way and that's who I was and was kind of determined to find a way to hold on to that as I continued to move through my college experience but definitely not without many many lows and like a lot of trial and error and growing up to do and and starting to learn and a lot of it was originally like I said really 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 freaking good friends that started to listen to my stories and and kind of be like Shane like you know (laughs) this wasn't normal childhood you had like you need to Like, it was, it's okay that this wasn't okay. Like, it's okay if you need space from your parents. It's okay if, like, you know, all these things that no one had ever said. No one had ever Mm -hmm. had space for me like that before. And so that was also a big spark, a big beginning of me being, like, okay, I need to start paying attention to, like, my emotions and what's going on inside of me and, like, honor that, yeah, like, I've been through some stuff and... (laughs) it's okay to say out loud that I've been through some stuff and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Not okay. And so I had to hold a lot of space to like not be okay for a while so that I, you know, could be okay today for sure. Yeah. I love that. I think that all of that is so beautiful and 
just the fact that you wanting to heal and work on your anxiety kind of was the catalyst for your mom, you know, acknowledging that maybe she's not okay either. And I think that's so important to remind ourselves that when we do the work within ourselves and mm-hmm. when we try to heal and, and take the steps to just be better versions of ourselves, not even for the people around us, but for ourselves in general, it shows other people that like, it's okay. It's okay to heal. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to do mm-hmm. all those things. And I, I think that's such a beautiful part of healing is you show other people to do the work and and it just inspires those around you to do the work. So I think that's so beautiful and mm-hmm. it's so important to have that support system and to have people truly acknowledge like, Hey man, <laughs> something's not right. Like maybe you should <laughs> take a look internally at what's going on. I think that's so important. And I would love your input on, you know, obviously that's not the case for everyone as much as I right. wish it was. Do you have any advice for maybe those that are, struggling kind of on their own that maybe don't really have that support system or someone to kind of hold space? Do you have any advice for people that are maybe dealing with something on their own? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And honestly, that is where like the real, like you spoke about kind of in yours, having that self resilience and being able to be self-reliant and look inwards. It comes with, and you know, I would say, uh, I feel like I would say I describe myself as someone who people feel like they know very well. And yet there's still like a thousand layers left that haven't, you know, I haven't even touched the surface and not because I don't want to just because I'm like, there's so much shit. I don't want to unpack all this onto people. Mm -hmm. But I think that you know, although I had this support system, there were some, there were a lot of moments where I, was absolutely kind of on this journey solo. I would say one of the big ones was when I signed up for my yoga teacher training. And that was just like, so random, honestly, (laughs) I had never taken a yoga class. And I just kind of like, was seeing this yoga thing on Instagram and was like, it's kind of seems like it's good for you. And I just went and Googled like yoga teacher training and signed up for one near my campus and went for it. And I got (laughs) the first day and felt so out of my comfort zone. Like they were like, we're going to warm up with the flow. And they were like, warrior one. And they were using all the Sanskrit and I had literally (laughs) never done yoga. So I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And you're like, warrior, what? What I know. (laughs) I was like, these people are crazy. What's happening? And no, I stuck to it. And I look back on that and I've kind of always been that way. And when it comes down to it, I just kind of take those leaps. And that is what I think I, the advice that I would give when it comes down to it, take the time to sit down with yourself and like ask yourself a bunch of questions, like, and don't stop until something starts to really unfold within you. Like, If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling detached from yourself, if you're feeling like you're in a space that is not serving you, if you have trauma, or if you feel like you're feeling like I was like when I was back in high school and college where I was like, I don't even know what the heck, like, what does this mean that my chest is tight? Like, I used to think it literally meant that I was like dying and I didn't understand. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. 
I still have to remind myself, like, girl, you okay? You okay? <laughs> like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, like, a natural response. Your body is just, like, it's okay. But, you know, like, wherever you're at in your journey, you have to start just by, like, sitting down. And honestly, it can be really scary to look at your demons in the face. A lot of people say, like, what if I don't like what I find when I start this process? Mm-hmm. And... You probably won't. It's <laughs> yes, so true. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. Like, sorry, not sorry, but none <laughs> of us are born looking in the mirror like, I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't think, like, it's supposed to be that way, right? Like, it's kind of the mm-hmm. point of these episodes is that these big transformative moments and, like, these most challenging times in your life when you have no other option but to just look inwards and then to take a leap of faith, those are the moments that like make us whole and who we are. And so just coming back to sitting down with yourself and asking questions like, where are you feeling stuck? Why are you feeling alone? Who's hurt you? Like, how has your trust been broken? And then on the other side, like, what do you need right now and why? And getting, Mm -hmm. like, real deep. And, like, for me, it was yoga because I needed, like, a new form of exercise. I needed to learn how to breathe. I needed to learn about emotions. And this was, like, seemed to be, upon Googling, (laughs) the perfect option. (laughs) So, you know, it sounds simple, like, Google things. But really, it is just, like, that's, like, you know, journaling, being really open to sitting with yourself and accepting whatever comes up, whether it's pretty or whether it's not, because there's going to be like, you kind of have to sit with those demons and with those really ugly things in order to start to piece together solutions and like a new identity and a new way of trusting yourself. It's also not necessarily like uh, productive to even hate those parts of yourself that you do find. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to honor that a lot of us, again, like we weren't born perfect. And a lot of those kind of like hard defense mechanisms that we have today manifested from a really genuine place of like self-defense in, a, in an earlier part of your life. So also when you can learn like, you know, for example, let's see, like I really struggled with like name calling like that was something that happened in my household when people like got angry they would name call like no specific names but just like belittling like idiot stupid like things like that Mm. and then like I like would do that in my friendships and so one of my best friends used to tell me like Shane like you need to work (laughs) on this like when you get like triggered you like immediately go to do this and You know, I used to just, like, get really defensive because I was so ashamed of that part of myself, and it kind of prevented me from being able to actually just, like, fix it, and when I was actually able to just be like, okay, Shane, like, you're not a monster, like, this was a learned behavior, and it's something that your body, like, you feel unsafe, and you do this, it's like an automated subconscious response at this point so accept that like it's okay (laughs) and let's see like how can you pause and like realize that you don't even like you know like how can we use our words a little better and like what are you actually feeling because really it was like my family was inability to name their feelings and it's like 
such a lack of being able to self cope that you just like spit out name calling. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was, it all like was interconnected when I took the time to accept who I was and it all made a lot of sense. Like I had no practice with proper self coping communication, naming emotions. And from that moment on, I was able to like not do that anymore and really work on myself. This is like back in high school. Um, but that's just kind of one example of being able to sit with yourself to accept what comes up, whether you have a whole support system behind you or it's just you kind of doing that work. Um, you know, you don't really like you could sit in nature, you could sit in your room, but you really just need yourself and a little bit of grace. Like maybe even do it in the shower. Like I like to have thoughts in the shower because that's a safe space to cry. And like, <laughs> I love you know, that. like when you get out, like you look, your face doesn't look puffy because you were in the shower and it's great. <laughs> so it kind of, yeah, leaning into the idea that this is going to be uncomfortable. You might find parts of you that you don't necessarily love yet but with time you can kind of learn to love that you know there was a little child in there that developed this habit because it's all they knew or it's what they what felt safe and and I'm gonna heal that part of myself and love on my inner child by learning a new way to self-soothe and to self-heal so that would be my long-winded rant about (laughs) what to do if yeah you don't having to stumble upon this like badass group of friends like I did for sure. I love that. And I think there's so much to be said about sitting with ourselves and understanding that triggers and being triggered are there to teach us something. I think for the longest time for me, and I know so many other people experience this when they feel triggered, their immediate response is to run because human beings naturally through evolution, we learn to stay away from anything that makes us uncomfortable. If it's painful, I'm running. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm out of here. If it's causing an argument, I'm peacing out. I think that is just so ingrained into Mm -hmm. humans and just how we are. So understanding that your triggers are there for a reason and you're not just feeling triggered because you're being triggered. Like there's an underlying thing to it and you have to learn to hold space for that. I think that's such a great reminder. Um, we're going to wrap up here shortly, but shifting on to, I know just like me, you made a second big move in your life after college. Um, you know, I moved here to Elon as you were leaving. So sad, but tell me about (laughs) the process of, you, you know, graduating college, I know just from knowing you personally that you were going through some things. Um, so tell me a little bit about that process of leaving Elon, leaving that college town that you felt so safe in and moving somewhere completely new to start a brand new journey. For sure. Um, I would say, so how that kind of happened and I had, I was really blessed again to be able to uh, travel in college. So I studied abroad. I went to Australia, then I went to Europe, and then I spent the my junior year summer in San Francisco. And I think I definitely knew like I was not going home after I graduated. I knew that I was still, at that time, I was in like barely talking to my parents' space, like really kind of taking space and learning those skills of being self-reliable, learning to trust that I could do life uh, without them. And, you know, not that I don't need my parents, but just that I don't need to be codependent upon them. So 
I knew I wasn't going home. I was in San Francisco seeing if that could potentially be a space because I wanted to, at the time, I I wanted to be involved with yoga. Tried that, too expensive, but a lot of people recommended Austin. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Talked to my mom. She was always insanely supportive, always believed in me and that I would be able to um, do anything I put my mind to. So she and I talked it over. And again, like I said, she and I really took, took on the healing journey together. So that was kind of what led me to being like, I'm going to take this next leap to Austin. And that same excitement came. It was really, like, it was bittersweet having to leave college and all of our friends. We graduated 2020 in the pandemic. So that was a whole crazy thing within itself. So again, a lot of emotions, um, a lot of tears. Luckily, I still live with my roommate, one of my roommates from college now. So that's pretty awesome. But I would say the move to Austin I was feeling way more sure of myself. And in the last three years that I've been here, I've grown so much. It's insane. But the Shane, I guess the 21-year-old moving to Austin versus the 18-year-old moving to Elon was so much more grounded in self, had learned Mm -hmm. all of these practices through breath work, through yoga, through learning about a yogic philosophy, learning about Buddhism, having these experiences away from home, just in life with friends, having a boyfriend, all those things had really uh, allowed me to build that self-trust, self-confidence where I was ready to go take on Austin. And for sure, since being here, I've had ups and downs. I mean, the whole world had a big down. We were in the (laughs) pandemic. And so that came with its own struggles. And even just everything I've done since here, you know, my goals change all the time. So I would say, uh, like, in, in today's, like, in my day-to-day today and how I continue to move forward, it's kind of weird because sometimes I, like, forget. Before bed last night, I, this week I have been having some wild dreams. And <laughs> I will stay on track. But anyway, that's relevant because I was just kind of, like, I was having some dreams about like random experiences in my childhood. You know, like you have those Mm -hmm. memories that you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I totally forgot about like that whole part of my life. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, did that actually happen or am I imagining? Right. I'm like, oh my God. And sometimes I'm like, I feel like I almost have... I don't resonate even with the person I was like coming into college. We, I'm so different that kind of my day to day today is so different than it was while I was going through that healing process. I still have to look in all the time, but you know, today I do a lot more like reading. Like if I'm interested in a topic, I pretty much find a book on it and I do a deep dive. And then every day I have to remind myself to spend more time in nature, more time around water, more time slowing down. Cause it is so easy. I would say in Austin, this city is so busy and crazy and it's definitely like, I feel I get overwhelmed for sure. Like Mm. from time to time, I'm like, this place is a lot. (laughs) And it's sometimes I, I like, I really have to push myself to like slow down all the time. Um, but that's worth the reminder. I don't think there's any one way to do that. Like, I feel like that looks different slowing down for everyone, 
but ensuring that you literally have scheduled or created a like slowing down list, like, you know, your rest time, your self-care, your meditation, reading a book, finding those moments that once you feel like, you know, I don't say, I wouldn't say the work is ever done, but I'm not like in active turmoil the way that I was (laughs) when I was younger. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think I need to be quite as attentive. There are a lot of wounds that I feel like I have come to terms with, and there's definitely more to go. Um, So nowadays it's more about like you mentioned about triggers, especially like remembering that triggers are not black and white and they're nuanced. And so a lot of times we like think like, yeah, we have trigger, we run, we have trigger. I'm a bad person. We have trigger. (laughs) And we just like equate it to this like really simple fact. And triggers are so nuanced. There's so much going on there. There's so much happening inside Mm -hmm. when our body is signaled like not safe. And like you said, it's been years. Like So we're not like running from like animals in the woods anymore. So, you know, when we have these like moments where our nervous system is triggered, like instead of just running, like we can pause, see the nuance and, you know, choose a different path. So I think that's really where I'm at today. Like remembering nuance and triggers, like lots and lots of reading and goal setting to kind of keep me on this path of healing and moving forward. But Austin's, Austin's been a great move and transition for sure. It's definitely been like, I know I talked about my college support and I have my roommate and even like she and I talk about it together. Like we definitely miss that friend group. Like it, it was truly so special. And I know like you talked about it too, kind of leaving your friends and, you know, Mm -hmm. getting another chance to form a new identity. It's kind of cool because, you know, the more you do it, the more, the less change there is each time because Mm -hmm. you're you're feeling more and more sure of yourself. But, you know, still, still in that space of put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone, like the right people will find you and you'll find them. Um, But yeah, that's kind of been up until present day, my story. So beautifully said. And thank you so much for sharing all of that. I think there's so much value in both parts of these episodes. And yeah, just thank you for holding space for me. And I'm so happy and grateful that I'm able to hold space for you and we're able to come on here and share our stories. But is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners? Any last tidbit or a piece of advice about leaving home or creating more self-resilience or just taking that first step to really healing internally? I would say, oof, it, it honestly is like, if you are feeling like you are in kind of that first phase of both Kelsey and, or my stories where it, it really comes down to that gut feeling. And even if you're like, I don't know if I can trust my gut yet. Like there are going to be moments that walk in front of you and like, you're going to feel a gravitational pull in that direction. And that is when you have to go, go, go for it. And so that's what I would say in the, in the step of healing, if it's like to the extent where we spoke about where it's like, I need to physically remove myself from this space in order for me to become whole that's what you got to do. You got to listen to those pulls. Like Kelsey said, listen to those heart tugs and really hold space for you because no one else is going to, no one else has to. And there is beauty in knowing that we 
can be everything we need for ourselves. So that's, I think, where I'll leave us. Thank you again, Shane. Um, as a reminder, you can find us on Instagram at back to the number two basic breath with two underscores afterwards. And be sure to like and follow the podcast and we'll see you next time.